All right, folks, welcome back to the Colorado Switchblade. I'm your host, Jason Bantainov, back once again from the craziness of finishing another book. Oh, man. That was a 60,000-word book in six months, just under six months I wrote. We'll see how it turns out, but uh, there's a whole lot of excitement building all over the place. So hopefully it has a chance to uh, change my financial reality a little bit because, you know, I'd, I'd really like to get some new brakes put on my car. Anyway, um, now that I have the book all wrapped up, I'll be getting back to doing regular podcasts. Now, there's a caveat to that. I do have a new project coming up. I got some producers flying out here. Oh, this weekend, and uh, there's a real possibility that we may be um, we may be producing a new series, which is going to dive into all of the conspiracy theories that are really gripping our nation right now, and really having some some fairly devastating negative effects on our country. And um, I'm not going to say any more than that, but it's in the works and it's looking like it may actually happen. So I'm just going to sprint at that. I don't know. My whole my whole view on manifesting your dreams and just creating the life you want to live is to just don't chase after your dreams. You know, don't meander after them. You got to sprint at them. You got to just run full bore right at them with wild abandon. And um, see where it goes. See where you land. And then if you don't wind up where you you think you want to be, there's always a lot of doors that open along the way. And that path uh, may open up to places you didn't even know you wanted to go. All right. Well, today we're going to just uh, talk about some of the local news that's been going on. Um, I've got an update on the Covo case. I've been speaking to some people close to the case and have some some new developments. And, um, unfortunately we have some, some, it's not bad news. We're, we're, it's, it's kind of wait and see news. So in the last court event, um, they, um, uh, Kovo had put in to have to, to basically be, be found not mentally competent, not, not sane to, um, to go to jail. And they're trying to get them just put into the state, uh, mental hospital at this point. So the, the the victims' families are not happy about that, and um, so we'll have an update. That's going to be, uh, I think it's another. It might even be this week. I got to check back into it. I've kind of been off grid. I dropped off completely, and um, so now I uh, I am just going to reconnect into the local world here in and around Estes Park. Um, just had some news come out of Rocky Mountain National Park. According to a news release put out by the Rocky Mountain National Park PIO, earlier this morning, recovery operations completed Sunday near the Keyhole on Longs Peak. On Sunday, September 18th, recovery operations took place for Russell Jacobs, 25, from Westminster, Colorado, near the Keyhole route on Longs Peak. Rocky Mountain National Park search and rescue team contracted with the trans aerial helicopter to assist with pre-positioning park rangers and aerial recovery operations 
Jacob's body was recovered at approximately 5 p.m. Sunday night by helicopter and transferred to the Boulder County Coroner's office. Late Friday afternoon, September 16th, Jacobs contacted a friend via cellular phone that he was lost and that the weather was deteriorating rapidly. Jacobs was unprepared for winter conditions or to spend an unplanned night at elevations above 13,000 feet. This information was relayed to park rangers. Park rangers were briefly able to contact Jacobs via text message to ascertain his location and learned he was going to try to move towards the Agnes Valle shelter. Communication with him was then lost. Members from Rocky Mountain National Park search and rescue team began searching in the boulder field in Keyhole area of Longs Peak on Friday afternoon. Search efforts were hampered by accumulating snow, ice, 35 plus mile per hour winds, below freezing temperatures, nightfall, and bitter wind chill. Just were able to reach the Agnes Valle shelter and could not locate the subject. The search team set up shelter in the boulder field overnight in case the subject was still attempting to reach the trailhead. Searchers in the field reported snow and sleet continuing through the night in the search area. Search efforts were started prior to sunrise on Saturday morning. Rangers reported continued winter-like conditions in the area. A clearing in the weather allowed for Northern Colorado medevac air ambulances to fly over the search area to look for anyone in distress while rangers continued to search in the boulder field. The man's body was located approximately 80 feet above the ledges by park visitors. The Boulder County Coroner's Office will release the cause of death at a later date. I think it's a good time for us to really remind people that are coming into the Estes Park area just how how quickly and how how different and divergent the weather conditions can be up in the park. Um, I mean, it's only, you know, five or 10 minutes out of Estes and our weather's pretty, pretty good here, pretty normal, pretty predictable for the most part. I mean, for 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 the mountains of Colorado. But once you get up in elevation and we have a rapid rise in elevation here, things just go crazy. And um you really need to be prepared and understand like you may get caught in this. So please folks just be prepared. Um, bring a jacket, bring a shelter. Um, maybe check the, uh, the weather forecast before coming out. I think it's also important right now to let people know. Um, I was uh, at a store yesterday hearing uh, some tourists who were talking to the, uh, the cashier and they were talking about how they wanted to get a, selfie with a, a bull elk and that is just like the worst idea ever it really this is not the, it's never the time but especially now they're in their rut they are angry and aggressive and horny and um yeah they really don't put up with any shit right now so uh be careful around the elk we see it every year here where people are trying to get close and get selfies with these these massive yeah they're beautiful creatures but these are dangerous animals large mammals that will make you have a really bad day if you uh get too close especially when they're you know so full of hormones and just you know just <laughs> just uh yeah they, they've got one thing on in their minds two things really and that that's uh sex and fighting so don't get in the way of that 
All right. What else have we got going on? Man, there have been a lot of uh, plane crashes in the area. Um, there was actually a couple that was uh, buzzing around. Um, buzzing around Horsetooth Reservoir. Like buzzing the boats. And then they crashed. So according to reporting from AP, the National Transportation Safety Board is investigating a small plane that buzzed low over boats in a northern Colorado reservoir, Horsetooth, uh, before crashing, the board said Wednesday. The pilot and a passenger aboard the single-engine plane survived the crash Sunday with minor injuries, but the, uh, the county sheriff, Lammer County, said in a news release, the agency's... Um, is helping and supporting the investigation by the Federal Aviation Administration. And they're asking that if any of the public have photos or videos of the event, the event to please reach out and share them with them. Um, a photographer named Stephanie Stamos was near the banks of Horsetooth, just west of Fort Collins, um, when the... Um, when the plane was flying, as she said, unsteadily over the water. Um, and uh, she just started taking pictures, uh, believing that the pilot might be in trouble. Um, but instead of hitting the water, the plane flew towards a boat on the lake, swinging low over the craft as one of the boat riders threw up their arms, as is seen in one of the photos. The wheels were almost on top of the boat, the photographer said. Um, and, uh, you know, when, when the plane flew over the mountains, she's quoted as saying, telling the people around her, wait for the boom. And then she saw it back, flying back through the mountains, going sideways. And <laughs> it's a great quote. She says, oh, this guy's an idiot. This guy's just messing around. So uh, Stamos said she shared her photos with the Lamar County Sheriff's Office and that the NTSB reached out to her Wednesday asking for the same pictures. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll learn more about that. Sounds like maybe a joy ride um, going on there. But we, we, we have yet to get the information. At least no one was hurt. Minor injuries with the pilot and the uh, person that was with the pilot. And another plane crash story locally, not such a, uh, a a good ending. Three people were killed after two planes collided near Denver, and they were identified Monday as the investigation into what went wrong continues. Um, the Saturday Saturday's crash had victims from uh, a Cessna 172 and a Sonex Xenos. Uh, which is a home-built aircraft. Um, and the victims were Daniel Wilmoth, 22, and Samuel Fisher, 23, and Henry Butler, 69. The Boulder County Coroner's Office um, released the names. They did not say which men were on which plane, but the Xenos was registered to Butler, according to the FAA. Um, the Colorado Sun was reporting the Cessna was registered to the Spartan College of Aeronautics and Technology. The school has a campus on Rocky Mountain Metropolitan Airport in Broomfield, about 18 miles northwest of Denver, which is where the Cessna took, um, took off from uh, on Saturday over the weekend with a flight instructor and student pilot on board. Um, 
and the National Transportation Safety Board um, is investigating the crash uh, along with the FAA. There has been uh, a comment put out by the Spartan College's Nick Brown said the college was grieving and declined to comment until the investigation was completed. So, man, we, a lot of plane crashes this year. I don't know. We we had the, uh, of course, the the uh, tragic plane crash of the um, small firefighting aircraft that that crashed while fighting the uh, Kruger Rock fire here in Estes Park over last winter. But it seems to be uh, seems to be a lot of them. So in national news and, and a story that I have a hook into, um, the uh, the trials of Stuart Rhodes, the founder of the Oath Keepers Militia that I used to work for, used to be my roommate, um, is set to um, begin next week. And this is going to be one of the biggest kind of tests for the U.S. Justice Department. In, uh, in their attempt to hold former President Donald Trump supporters accountable for the January 6th, 2021 attack on the Capitol. Rhodes and four other associates are the first defendants in more than 10 years to face federal charges of seditious conspiracy under a Civil War era statute that is rarely prosecuted in the United States, and it carries a statutory maximum sentence of 20 years in prison um so uh yeah so again for those who have been under a rock Rhodes is a former army paratrooper and not long ago i mean he was he he was injured not long i, I believe it was just out of basic training uh also a yale educated attorney who has been disbarred since um founded the group in 2009 along with stuart uh, there are five others or four others on trial. Uh, Kelly Meggs, Thomas Caldwell, Jessica Watkins, and Kenneth Harrelson are all accused of plotting to use force to oppose the transfer of power from then President Trump, a Republican, to his Democratic successor, President Joe Biden. Seditious conspiracy is defined as two or more people plotting to overthrow or put down or to destroy by force the government of the United States. Prosecutors say that the five defendants trained and planned for the January 6th event and stockpiled weapons at a Northern Virginia hotel outside of the Capitol. As lawmakers met on January 6th to certify Biden's victory, some of the Oath Keepers, not Stewart, uh, stormed into the Capitol building clad in the paramilitary gear that has kind of become the cosplay of the militia world. Um, they're not accused of carrying firearms onto the Capitol grounds. Trump has made false claims that the election was stolen from him through voter fraud. We all know that's not true, though. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to be covering this quite a bit. I'm not just on the podcast here. I'll probably do more covering of local issues. Um, but I have been asked on to, um, I've been booked on to Morning Joe on MSNBC, uh, the days of the trial, 
and also the 11th hour also on msnbc i was going to be on joy reed but they their producer reached out they have a new producer and um they've got some some uh timing issues so looks like i won't be there we'll see maybe they'll all cancel on me i don't know um but i'll be covering it one way or the other and um i just got back from uh, a trip to portland where i uh did a speaking engagement on similar topics and the dangers of violent extremism here in America with uh, Georgetown Law's ICAP or the Institute for um, Constitutional Protections or sorry, the Institute for Constitutional Advocacy and Protection. It was great. Um, had a really good response and, and made some great connections. Um, I really enjoy going around and, and uh, doing these talks. All right. So uh, today we're going to get into a quick interview with some comedians, lighten things up a little bit. And um, these are a couple of comedians that are going to be um, doing a benefit show with the American Legion uh, post here in Estes Park. And specifically the uh the riders the motorcycle riders that um are based out of the american legion so we're going to talk with them about their upcoming comedy show and just what they're doing there so we'll be right back with that interview all right so folks we are here with two comedians that are going to be uh putting on a show here in Estes park on the 24th of this month so coming up real quick but we just wanted to take a chance to to sit down and talk with them both about their show and what brought them to comedy and what people can kind of expect when they come out and see them so welcome to the colorado switchblade uh, we have on andre farrell and joe cashnell so go ahead and introduce yourselves guys you want to go first now all right oh you want me um uh, my name is Joe Cash now. Um, I'm from Maryland and uh, still live out here. And um, I got into comedy a little over, yeah, just about 10 years ago um, by accident. I was uh, selected to be part of a documentary, um, and that, that helped me get into it. Well, I'll talk about that in a little bit, but uh, that's kind of how I fell into everything. Andre, how about you? Andre, Andre Farrell. I'm from uh, Youngstown, Ohio. I'm active duty army, and uh, it's been about ten years, ten eleven years now that I've been uh, doing doing comedy. Um, it's always been told, "Hey man, you should go ahead and try stand up comedy." And I did stand up comedy my first time in uh, in Baltimore, right before I got back, uh, right after I got back from um, Afghanistan. So, then. I'm in love with it that first time and, and been doing it ever since. And you're both veterans. Um, and this is for the uh, the American Legion riders here in Estes Park. It's going to be a benefit show. Um, so so tell us about the show coming up. Tell us about uh, what people can expect. Well, people will expect to laugh. <laughs> well, hopefully anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and bad, bad words and bikers comedy show. And I've can't wait. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good time. Uh, we're, we, we may not be in town for a long time, but we are there for a good time. So I hope everybody come on out and get a laugh, you know, um, take a break. Uh, maybe you might have a long week at work, 
kids getting on your nerves, your wife getting on your nerves, your husband getting on your nerves, come on, get a laugh. Yeah. Always a good idea. They say laughter is the best medicine. Absolutely. So, dude, you guys almost, you really seem to be helping to humanize, um, you know, the veteran experience to people who have not necessarily um, know any veterans or have any veterans in their lives. How has that been? Well, for me, when I when I first got into comedy, I, I, like I said, I fell into it because I was actually injured in Iraq and I was selected for a documentary called Comedy Warriors Healing Through Humor. And it was the story of five traumatically injured veterans who'd used humor to get through their injury. So that's that's kind of how I fell into it. And for the beginning of my uh, comedy career, all I talked about was my service in the military and uh, all of the ridiculous things the Army has you do that are supposed to make sense that don't. Yep, and that's a good point. Um, I have limited, I have little military jokes. Made 19 years, I've been in the Army 19 years. Uh, I can talk about it, but I, I talk about uh, a lot about my life. Um, being, uh, being a father, and being married, you know, um, the, the, coming from the small town, going to the big town, city boy, to seeing the world, you know, I just bring that to, to my comedy. Gotcha. Well... What what else do you want people to know about the show? Uh, well, I want people to understand that I appreciate its stand-up comedy, but as an amputee and temporarily in the wheelchair, I am going to have to sit down, and I need people to understand that. Well, I, 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 I certainly get it. I have to walk with a cane, and while I wasn't an amputee, I, I came very close to losing one of my one of my feet, so... Well, no, I just need people to understand that although it's stand-up comedy, I do have to sit. That's the only <laughs> thing that bothers me. I got you. I got you. I'm tracking now. Yeah. I was actually, um, I tried out for Last Comic Standing, um, but then I found out that an amputee in the balancing contest is not a good thing. <laughs> I love it. That, that's also what people can expect. They can expect about um, half of it's just one-legged jokes. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a good time. Like I, I what, what can I say? Um, it's it's gonna. I, I'm coming to have have some fun, poke some fun at some people, poke some fun at, at what's going on in the world, and I'm just ready to go out there and have a good old time. So let, let, let's let's uh, let's do this. Tell me your worst dad joke each. You got to have something. My worst dad joke? Yeah. Bad dad joke. Um, well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sorry for the low-hanging fruit, but I think my time in Iraq was my favorite in all of my service in the military because after all, I had a blast. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Andre? You got a bad dad joke? Uh, well, it's it's the the play on the words, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You literally had a blast. <laughs> well, um, it, it's not about you know. These are bad jokes that dads tell. Me being a dad, I have three daughters, and they just hate any joke I tell. So I don't do it anymore. <laughs> I gotta uh, let me 
AC. What is 6.9? I don't know. What is uh, 6.9? Good thing ruined by, ruined by a period. <laughs> All right, that counts. All right, guys. Well, I just wanted to do a quick interview, give give people here a chance to hear your voices and uh, know that you're coming out. You guys have both performed in Estes Park before, haven't you? I performed there in 2019. I don't know, uh, Andre, if you've been out there before. No, nope, the closest I've been is Pueblo, Colorado. Oh, wow. That's not even close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're getting an upgrade with Estes Park. Yeah, no, that's exactly the uh, the imagery that I use when describing Pueblo. <laughs> and I concur. I had a good time, but I do concur. It was was a little unsafe, but I, I did have fun. I had fun performing everywhere I go. But uh, Park, I've been. I can't wait to get there. I, I, I can't wait. Looks like the saw all the little nature pictures. Got deers walking around outside and everything else. What I what I'm used to is crackheads. Oh, you don't want to get close to them. Yeah, we we have elk, which are massive, like just smaller than a moose. We have moose too. Um, we have plenty of bear. I have a bear try to break into my house like once every once a month at least. Um, must have been a great bear. <laughs> 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 but the elk, like we every year, people get like gored because they're trying to get selfies with elk, and they're in the rut, so they're like all they're thinking about is fighting and fucking. And, uh, you know, all of their, their remaining brain cells just go out the window. And they that are... sound like infantry. Yeah, yeah. You... That's my spirit animal right there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say there's anything wrong with it. I, I, I served with, with plenty of infantry. I'm very happy to have, but... Uh... Well... Oh, yeah. yeah, stay away yeah. from the elk. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for taking just a few minutes out of your day to, to come on and talk with me and my audience and uh, give them a little preview of what's happening. Anything you want to add before we let you go? September 24th, Ridgeline Hotel. Um, I can't remember. It's at 7 o'clock? I'll have all the details. Yeah, I'll be putting the, the flyer up in the show notes so, um, so people have love it. to see everybody out there. It'll be a fantastic show. I'm gonna, family friendly, but a fantastic show. Yes, unless you want your kids to learn what a what a moose knuckle is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know the ridge line is close enough that I can actually stumble home. So you know, I'll definitely be there. Sounds good. All right, guys, thanks so much for uh, coming on. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, folks. Sorry, my my audio levels got bumped and I, I've tried to fix it in the interview, but that's about as good as it's going to get. So, um, you know, I'm just getting back to podcasting from like just losing my mind trying to finish this book. So that was Andre Ferrer and Joe Cashnell. And they will be performing this week in four days at the Ridgeline Hotel. I'll have the uh, information to get tickets in the show notes, uh, but it will be a benefit. All right, folks, that's going to be the show for today. 
shorter show. Um, we're going to on some other stories. We're going to have some more updates on Koba when that happens. Um, going to have an interview, hopefully, on the next podcast with uh, a, a Irish Celtic Celtic rock band, Five Nations, coming to town. They're, they play here a lot. Um, and uh, we're hoping to get the band on uh thursday they 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 play this weekend at the historic park theater and uh should be a great show so we've got some great shows this week uh for you to get out and uh help support the local community so yeah that's what uh that's what's going on and if you're interested in uh checking out my new book it's it's already been pre-selling and it's been doing really well um a lot of people are are suggesting people read it um, the perils of extremism, how I left the Oath Keepers and why we should be concerned about a future civil war. Um, I just finished and submitted to my editor over at Skyhorse yesterday morning and, um, will be coming out in February of next year. There will be a big, uh, push for that one, uh, media push where I'll be, uh, you know, going wherever and talking to whoever to to do that we'll be doing some local book signings here in estes park we're setting that up and then also uh probably down in denver and fort collins and then across the country so uh it's available february 7th you can buy it anywhere you get your books really um you can pre-order on amazon on walmart.com on barnesandnoble.com um but more importantly, you could if you're a local Estesonian, you can go down to McDonald's bookstore and ask them to pre-order it for you. And uh, I'm sure I could be talked into to signing the book if you buy it here locally. So, uh, yeah, pretty much any local bookstore you can do that with. Just go down and ask them to pre-order it. So, you know, those, those profits go more towards uh, helping to support local bookstores. But, you know... If you got to do it through Amazon, you can do it there too. So uh, wherever you want to get your books, you can pre-order it now. Again, it's coming out February 7th. You can either just search my name in, in Amazon or Walmart or whatnot, or or the title, The Perils of Extremism by Jason Van Tienhoff. All right, folks, that's it for today. It's good to be back in the saddle, not just going crazy trying to finish a book up. Um so uh, we'll be getting back to podcasting on the regular once again. And uh, I'll keep you updated as to this new series. It's I'm very excited about this project. I think uh, the timing is just perfect and the way we're going to approach it. I think it has a chance to be really, really big. So uh, I'll keep you more informed on that as I become more informed. All right, folks, stay safe out there. I'm Jason Van Tatenove. And you've been listening to the Colorado Switchblade Podcast.